the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Receive the truth that has been spoken into our lives with humility. Just say, wow, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. I didn't, I didn't realize that's the way that I am. And we can just kind of humbly receive the truth that's spoken to us. You know, in the Bible it says, a broken and contrite heart, God will never turn away. You know, the person who is broken over their sin, who's contrite, who's humble, who's meek when they're confronted with the truth, God receives that person. When God confronts you about your sin, it's not a rejection. In our earthly relationships, when someone tells us what we're doing wrong or points out a defect in us, it often feels like an attack. It feels like that person is rejecting us because of our shortcomings. As Pastor Dan will point out in today's message, when God rebukes your sin, it's the opposite of rejection. It's because He wants to accept you and restore you to His perfect design. Approach Him with humility, and He'll welcome and transform you. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of John chapter 8 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. John chapter 8, we left off in verse 48 last week, Um, but I want to back up to verse 39 to get the context for us. So I'm going to begin reading in verse 39 of John chapter 8. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. Then they said to him, We were not born of fornication, implying that Jesus was. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. 
Now verse 48, where we pick up today. Then the Jews answered and said to him, Do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. And I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. Then the Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham is dead and the prophets. And you say, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead and the prophets who are dead? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father who honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I say I do not know him, I shall be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, You are not yet 50 years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. So we've we've been in chapter 8 for a few weeks now, and chapter 8 is a pretty intense chapter. Uh, It's full of conflict between Jesus and the religious leaders of Judaism. In fact, ten times in chapter 8, Jesus was verbally attacked by the religious leaders, or verbally assaulted. And by the end of this conflict, uh, the religious leaders are going to pick up stones and want to kill Jesus. Uh, And so it begins with a verbal assault, and it's going to escalate to a physical assault against Jesus. And the reason the religious leaders were so hostile to Jesus is because he has told them the truth. He has told them the truth. In fact, if we saw as we read through the passage, there were several times where Jesus said, I've told you the truth. I've told you the truth. Jesus told them the truth, and that is what has brought upon their hostility. Jesus told them the truth about themselves. He told them the truth about themselves. You know, the the Jewish people in this conflict, uh, they believed that they were the spiritual children of Abraham and that Abraham was their spiritual father, not just physical descendants of Abraham as they were, but also spiritual descendants of Abraham. And spiritually speaking, Abraham was their father. They were Abraham's children. They also believed that they were the children of God, the chosen children of God and the Jewish people kind of prided themselves on being the children of Abraham and the children of God. And what Jesus does in this passage, in this exchange with them, is Jesus tells them the truth. The truth about themselves. He tells them that they're not children of Abraham. And he tells them that they're not really children of God. That's what they think. That's what they believe about themselves. But Jesus says, you're wrong. You're not. And then Jesus goes on to tell them, and he's just telling them the truth. He goes on to tell them uh, who they really were. In verse 44, 
he told them they were children of the devil. Now here they think we're children of Abraham, uh, we're, the, we're the promised seed of Abraham, we're children of God, we're chosen children of God, and Jesus says, no, you're wrong, you're not. In fact, you're children of the devil, you're devil children. <laughs> and now why does, why does he say that? He tells us why he said that, because, well, first of all, because it was true, he's telling them the truth, but also because uh, they were uh, desiring the same things that the devil desires. Uh, the devil, Jesus describes him as a murderer. They wanted to kill Jesus. Jesus describes the devil as a liar and the father of lies, meaning all lies come from the devil. Uh, they rejected the truth that Jesus told them. They believed the lie. So their behavior resembles their father, the devil. Now, when someone tells us the truth, when someone tells us the truth about ourselves, uh, we can respond in a variety of different ways. Uh, one way we can respond to the truth about us is with humility, with just humility, uh, and just and receive the truth that has been spoken into our lives with humility. Just say, wow, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. I didn't, I didn't realize that's the way that I am. And we can just kind of humbly receive the truth that's spoken to us. You know, in the Bible, it says a broken and contrite heart, God will never turn away. You know, the person who is broken over their sin, who's contrite, who's humble, who's meek when they're confronted with the truth, God receives that person. So that's one way we can respond to the truth with just humility and receive it. Another way we can respond to the truth is with anger and outrage, with an emotional response. How dare you? How dare you say, I'm a child of the devil? How dare you? I'm a child of God. You know, and we can just be outraged by it. The religious leaders, they respond with anger. And they respond with outrage to the truth. They were so incensed at what Jesus said to them that they responded with verbal insults against Jesus. And then that escalated into a physical assault or an attempt at a physical assault. But they started out with, with responding in anger and emotion with a verbal insult. When Jesus said again in verse 44 that your father is actually the devil, you're not children of Abraham like you think, you're not children of God like you think, you're children of the devil because you do what the devil does and you desire what the devil desires. Uh, and in verse 47, Jesus said, you're not of God. He's just telling them the truth here. It's just the truth. This is true. The religious leaders responded in verse 48, saying, do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? They didn't refute what Jesus said. They can't refute it because it's true. They're outraged by it. And so they respond back with a verbal insult and they call Jesus a Samaritan who has a demon. Now, just so you understand, when they call Jesus a Samaritan, that's a racial slur. Just like a racial slur today. Uh, the, the Jews and the Samaritans hated each other, racially, eth ethnically. Uh, back in chapter 4, when Jesus goes through Samaria and he speaks with the woman at the well of Sukkar, the very first thing she says is, 
Why are you, a Jewish man, speaking to me, a Samaritan woman, for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans? We don't like each other. Why are you even talking to me? There was a, a, rach, a racial tension and hatred between these two groups of people. And here, they throw a racial slur at him here, and they call him a Samaritan. You Samaritan. And, and to you know, make the insult even worse, they call him a demon-possessed Samaritan. You're not just a Samaritan, you're a demon-possessed Samaritan. And so they just respond here in anger. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. And notice in verse 48 again, notice how it's worded. It says, do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Or didn't we say all along that you were a Samaritan and demon possessed? This isn't the first time they called Jesus a Samaritan or demon possessed. They've, They've said that a lot about him. They've been saying that all along about Jesus. Now, this may be the first time they've said it to his face in front of him, but people have been talking this way about Jesus throughout his, his ministry. They've called Jesus a demon-possessed Samaritan before. Uh, in fact, uh, if you look over in chapter 10, verse 19, there is a division among the Jews because of what Jesus was teaching and saying Verse 20 says, and many of them said, he has a demon and is mad. He's insane. Why do you listen to him? Others said, well, these are not the words of one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? So they're having this debate. Is he demon possessed or not? Some say he's demon possessed. Some say he's not. Uh, In Mark's gospel, Mark chapter 3, when Jesus casts a demon out of a man, There were those, the religious leaders, who said he cast the demon out by the power of Satan. That he used the power of Satan to cast the demon out. Uh, And so they, they, you know, there are people saying these things about Jesus. Uh, Again, this may be the first time they say it to his face. And I want you to notice here, and I want you to note how Jesus responded to this verbal assault. I mean, they just called him a racial slur. He says demon-possessed. And look how he responds to it. He ignored the verbal assault. He didn't dignify their racial slur with a response or a reaction. You know, back in chapter 4, when, uh, when he was speaking with the Samaritan woman, she brought up the racial differences, and he just ignored them. Now, when she started talking about worship and where is the right place to worship and the right, place, right, right way to worship God, and then he had something to say about that. But when she's talking about the difference in the races, he, he just ignores it. He doesn't respond to it. He doesn't 
react to it in any way, just ignores the racial talk. And here he just ignores what they say, the name. He ignores the insult. You know, in First Peter uh, chapter 2, listen to what it says about Jesus. It says, when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten. But instead, he committed himself to him who judges righteously. When Jesus was reviled, he didn't revile in return. When they, when they said, you demon-possessed Samaritan, he didn't say, what'd you just say? What'd you just call me? You, you want to step outside the temple? And I'll show you what kind of demon-possessed Samaritan I am, you know, kind of thing. He didn't revile back. He didn't threaten. When he suffered at the hands of other people, he didn't threaten them back. He just didn't respond to it. Just didn't respond to any kind of insult that was thrown at him. In verse 49, now watch what happens here. Jesus says, I don't have a demon, but I honor my father and you dishonor me. Jesus says, I I honor the father. I honor God. A demon possessed person does not honor God. Uh, When the religious leaders um, said that Jesus cast out a demon by the power of Satan in Mark chapter 3 that I referenced just a moment ago. Jesus responded by basically saying, well, that's illogical. That's self-defeating. Satan wouldn't cast out demons. Satan wants to possess people. He wouldn't cast demons out of people. That's when he said a house divided against itself can't stand. You know, Satan wouldn't fight against himself. It just, it's illogical and self-defeating. For Satan to do that. And he makes a similar point here in verse 49 when he says, I honor God. A demon would not honor God. Then he says, you dishonor me. Now, turn with me back to chapter 5, verse 23. You dishonor me. Back in chapter 5, verse 23, Jesus said, all should honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. If you dishonor the Son, you dishonor the Father. By dishonoring Jesus, they were dishonoring God. It's impossible to honor God without honoring Jesus Christ. Here and back in chapter 8, he says, you dishonor me. And then look what he says in verse 15. Watch where he goes now in this conversation. And I do not seek my own glory, but there is one who seeks and judges. So Jesus says here, I do not seek my own glory. When Jesus came down from heaven to the earth and became a man, he did not come seeking his own glory. He did not come for glory. He came uh, in humiliation. Jesus came to this earth in humiliation, not glory. Uh, In Philippians chapter 2, I'll just read it to you. You don't have to turn there. But in Philippians chapter 2, verse 6, Jesus, you know, it says that Jesus is God. He's equal with God. He, you know, he, he had all the glory and all the honor of God in heaven. But he made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, a slave, coming in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself And he became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Crucifixion was the most humiliating way to die. 
to be stretched out naked on a cross. Jesus, Jesus came in humiliation when he came the first time. He didn't come seeking glory. He came in humiliation. And, but he says here, he says here, and watch what he says. He says here, uh, I didn't come to glorify myself. I didn't come seeking glory. I came in humiliation. But there is one who seeks to glorify me. And he's the judge. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't seek my own glory, but there is one who seeks to glorify me. That's the Father. The Father will glorify Jesus. Right? That passage in Philippians 2 where it talks about his humility, humbling himself. And that, in the rest of that passage, it says that because he humbled himself and died the death of crucifixion, that God the Father will exalt his name above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess him as Lord. So the Father will glorify the Son, but the Son himself, Jesus, didn't come seeking glory. The religious leaders dishonored Jesus. God the Father will glorify Jesus. And in verse 50, Jesus says, God will glorify me. And this is the important part. He's the judge. He's the judge. You dishonor me. God will glorify me. And God is the judge. God is the judge. Again, he's just telling them the truth here. He's the judge. He will judge you for honoring or dishonoring the son. There's a judgment. And he's going to judge them for what, how they responded to Jesus Christ, whether they honored Jesus Christ or dishonored Jesus Christ. And Jesus is just telling them the truth. This is just the truth. This is just the truth. God's the judge. And he's going to judge you for dishonoring me. That's just the truth. Now watch verse 51. This, oh, this is so amazing. Watch what he does in verse 51. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. You see what Jesus does here now in verse 51. It's, it's remarkable, just remarkable grace that he gives here. He, he tells them, he tells them, you dishonor me. God will honor me. God will glorify me. And God is your judge and God will judge you for dishonoring me. That's the truth. And then in verse 51, you know what he does? He tells them the way to escape God's judgment. Isn't that amazing? He tells them how to escape the judgment that is to come. So he lays out the truth to them. Hey, you're in danger of the judgment because you've dishonored me. But now let me tell you how to escape the judgment. And he does this with who? He's doing this with the people who are saying, well, at least we weren't born of fornication. I mean, your mom is immoral. You're conceived in fornication. These are the people that are calling, you Samaritan, you demon-possessed. They're, they're hurling insults at him, racial slurs. They're angry. They're plotting to kill him. Now, how would you respond to somebody who is angry and shouting insults at you and calling you names, right? And you know that they're under the judgment of God. I mean, how compelled would you feel to tell them a way to escape that judgment, right? I mean, isn't there a part of you that would kind of stand there and say, well, you're going to get yours. You just watch, right? But not Jesus, not Jesus. 
Thanks for joining Pastor Dan Sexton today to study the book of 1 John on Ring of Truth. This New Testament letter encourages its readers to grow in faith, to set aside personal agendas, and unite in a pursuit of God's plans. The author wants those who follow Christ to experience Him fully, as well as experience the beautiful gift of a church community. Having a body of believers around you to support and encourage you in your personal walk with Christ is important. You'll also find that a body of believers is somewhere you can be Jesus' hands and feet to others. Are you part of a church? If not, we want to encourage you to find one soon. If you're in the Baltimore, Washington area, you're invited to join us here at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just a few minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. You can find out more at our website, calvaryec.com. You can also give us a call for more information. Our phone number is 410-491-4592. That's 410-491-4592. We're honored to be able to share God's Word with you through each edition of Ring of Truth. If you'd like to listen to additional teachings from this series, you'll find them at calvaryec.com. That's all for now. Join us next time for more on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize